Welcome to the CobraCast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Uh, welcome to uh, another episode of the CobraCast with the present VP. I'm your host, Ricky the Prez Logan, or better known as Rifty. My co-host is Ricky Etdog Etridge. How are you going today, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Just uh, another day of uh, homeschooling and baking today. What did you make today, mate? Come on, fill us in. Well, I made some bagels, some jam donuts, and just prepared some spring rolls and wontons for dinner tonight, mate. i tell you what, I'm hoping your uh, three boys are getting their hour exercise a day with how much bacon you've been doing for them. Uh, mate, if you know my boys, they're pretty bloody skinny, so um, <laughs> they need the extra calories, that's for sure. Nah, that's a fair point. I'm, I'm sure them boys are missing running around the footy club. Oh, definitely, definitely. They, they were actually talking about it today. Ollie had his sand down beanie on and his jacket and stuff, and he's like, uh, I'll wear this to footy next time. So, And I'm sure you're missing them uh, running out a lot of their energy as well. Yeah, yeah well, it <laughs> definitely helps, yes. But uh, how's uh, recovery going, mate? Yeah, it's coming along nicely, mate. Um, had my physio, what are we, uh, Tuesday night. And uh, if we had been playing... This weekend, I would have been making my return. Oh, nice. So, well, that means that when we do get back to footy this year, which hopefully we do, you'll be playing your 147th game, 48th, or sorry, 148th, 49th, and then eventually that 150th. Yeah, so hopefully we get three games in, and I'm sure that you've got a hidden agenda of why you want at least a three-game season. But um, yeah, at least by the time we get back to playing footy, we do get a season. I won't be, well, this week would have been maybe, you know, 20 minutes throughout the course of the game. So at least by the time we get back to playing footy, if we do, I should be able to take my rightful spot in that goal square. But um, so what was your hidden agenda about them three games, mate? Uh, I don't know what you're insinuating. Um, 198, 199, 200, ring a bell? Uh, you know, uh, who's keeping count, mate? <laughs> Who's keeping count? Well, I'm pretty sure you are, considering you update the player list. Well, yeah, I'm keeping count for everyone. So, <laughs> nah, lovely mate. So, who we got on today? Uh, well, mate, we got a very special guest. He's uh, the Victorian Program Coordinator, National Trainer for Outside the Locker Room. His name's Todd Morgan. Um, so let's bring him in and and welcome him onto the show. How are you going today, mate? Yeah, going well, boys. Thanks for having me on board. The two Rickies. Yeah, <laughs> Our pleasure. Uh, Is that the name of the show, The Two Rickies? Oh, we should oh, have called it that. Mate, we, we didn't even think of that. <laughs> it's um, all right. We're here, here to help, boys. Just here to help. <laughs> no, don't worry. We've already put in motion to change the club from the Sandown Cobras to the Sandown Rickies. So, yeah. I think you should do it, definitely. <laughs> no, don't, don't even put it to a vote. Just do it. Yeah, we've got to get a couple more Rickies on the board just to get the majority vote. I can come down to be a Ricky if you really need me to. <laughs> I'll lock it in. 
All right, mate. So I know it's a little bit different for you. You're usually on the other side of the mic uh, asking the questions, but we've got a few questions for you just to find a bit about uh, outside the locker room and what you guys uh, do. So, uh, yeah, fill the people in. What is outside the locker room and what do you guys actually do? Yeah, brilliant. So outside the locker room, we're in a mental health education and welfare program. So basically where it all started was with Jake Edwards. He was a a footballer who played for Carlton, um, a Collingwood man, so I won't hold that against him. But um, it started with him about five to six years ago, went through his own battles um, and created the foundation. Um, Fast forward at five or six years, we've now got around about 12 employees on board. And our main focus is sporting clubs around the nation. So we go out and we uh, run our education program, which is two education sessions. One's based around mental health and the other one is a choice of a few social issues. Uh, But on top of that is our our welfare supports. We have a trained welfare team, which is counsellors and psychologists that people can reach out through our welfare app and uh, get the support that they need. So, you know, we get to go from anything from mental health to drugs, uh, gambling addiction, uh, domestic violence, really what anyone's going through, uh, we're there to support and that's what we're there for. So we're anywhere from the Pilbara in WA uh, all the way over to Queensland and then back down to Melbourne, we've got uh, clubs that are part of outside the locker room family uh, all around Australia, which is great. Oh, it sounds sounds fantastic. It's uh, you know, is something that's becoming a, a bit more of a uh, well, it's it's always been an issue, but I think um, companies like yourselves that are getting on the front foot and actually helping sporting clubs in particular with uh, the awareness around mental health, which is all it's always sort of been a not a taboo, but it's something that, you know, blokes have sort of never really taken serious. Um, so it's good that there's organisations like yourselves to, to help educate guys with those sorts of problems. So you said that Jake Edwards was the founder of our sort of locker room. What in particular made him want to um, aim it at sporting clubs? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and I've heard Jake tell his story a fair few times. And um, where he, he sort of basically got the idea from is he wanted to sort of get out there and help. And when he sort of looked at the the communities around Victoria, he sort of had a look and went, well, there's nothing really out there that focuses solely on sporting clubs. And coming from a sporting background, coming from an AFL background, he thought, I'm going to create this and get it into sporting clubs uh, and sort of really spread the message that way. And if you think about it, a sporting club, you've got... 60 to 80 people that that sign up and play. Um, You work that out into their partners. Then you've got their mum and dad that come down, their grandpa, grandpa. Uh, You've got the kids that come down. So you've got quite a massive reach through sporting clubs. And it's just a really good driving force to be able to get the education out there in sporting clubs and then give the welfare there to then hopefully that's a ripple effect on everyone else. Yeah, nice. Um, So you say that you go down to sporting clubs and have a chat with them. How many sporting clubs are involved with outside the locker room and what exactly do you guys go down there and do with them? Yeah, so we've uh, 180 sporting clubs is who we've targeted in the past and been involved with. Um, Moving into before coronavirus was happening, our goal was probably around about over 300 uh, and throughout just some funding opportunities that come through, we'll be able to hit that towards the end of this year, early next year, hopefully. Uh, when we go down to the sporting club, we run an education session. We try to be quite interactive. So with our mental health session, we go into uh, how to spot the signs and symptoms of someone who's going through a mental health challenge. Um, and we pass it back on to the people that are in the room. And 
one thing we found, we found is that a lot of people know about mental health, but it's not to ask them the simple question of what's the signs and symptoms. Do they go, well, actually, I know a fair bit about this. Um, so in, in groups, we get them to answer that question and give us their feedback. Now, the best feedback I always get is from the kids because um, any of the kids that are 12, 13 years old, they come back with some absolute cracker responses uh, and things that you just never think of. Um, so we get quite interactive, different areas have different responses to the questions that we ask. So you're looking Metro Melbourne, they usually have quite similar responses. You move out to rural Victoria, the responses are quite different uh, in terms of say, the signs and symptoms, how you start a conversation with someone who's going through a challenge and ultimately how you support that person. So we get quite interactive with the room. They give us their responses and we have in the, in the room as well, a facilitator and, and a welfare support person. So if anything's brought up, throughout that session um, there's that support readily available for them right there and then um, so that it, someone's not going home feeling like they can't talk to someone they can talk to someone on the spot so really interactive with the way we do that and I think that's the best way I think a lot of people learn by doing and, and you sharing their own knowledge rather than standing in front of them like a lecturer and, and telling them what they should know yeah that's nice great. that's cool that's so uh, as well as sporting clubs, you work in schools and, and also workplaces are a big focus. Uh, what do you do to help out with those? Yeah, good question. Um, the schools we as have got off the ground over in WA more than we have here in Vic. We've done a few schools. Uh, but with our schools program, we don't give them a, a choice of that second session. That first session is still based around mental health. Uh, and the second session we base on educating social media and cyberbullying. Um, just because we think that's quite an important issue, especially for kids between the ages of 13 and 18. Social media is such a, such a huge thing and what they say online, they don't always understand that it's gonna stay there and it can be seen, it can be seen by thousands of people. So what you do at 14 years old might detriment what your life may be at 21. So, uh, and we change our wording too for schools. Um, we don't probably delve into too much of um, the self-harm and, and the, the suicidal tendencies. We try and keep it quite, quite positive and quite upbeat when we're trying to educate the children. Uh, and then in workplaces, uh, our focus changes a little bit more to the welfare than it is the education. So we've got an amazing welfare team set up uh, with some amazing trained professionals that really give a lot of support to our, our workplaces and their employees. And we've been able to partner with some fantastic forward thinking workplaces that are really caring for their employees, especially at this time. Yep. Yeah, so how do clubs, schools, workplaces and stuff uh, wanting to get get involved in the program, get get onto you guys and get you down to their school? Uh, our website's the easiest way. You can jump onto our website and go to our programs and there uh, you'll be able to just fill out an expression of interest form. Uh, so if you're from Victoria, that'll go straight to me and I'll be getting in contact with you to uh, work out the best way forward for your community. Uh, if it's in WA, that'll be our WA manager, Katie. Uh, and any other states, uh, we've got state managers as well. Yep, so I was uh, checking out the website earlier today just for a little bit of research and there's some uh, fantastic articles there done by councils and stuff and uh, one I was having a quick read of was uh, the seven questions to ask yourself um, which I think if anyone's got the time and uh, feeling a bit down it's probably a great article to start with to to say you know ask learn the questions to ask yourself 
Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really good article, that one. I think it led into um, another article as well, straight after it, which had a care plan in there. And that seven questions was really good to sort of get into your own mind and create some mindfulness around how you're feeling at this point in time and, and how do I uh, give myself a, myself a care plan to get through. And the next article as well by Nathan has a, has a care plan in there, which you can actually fill out and put onto your fridge and refer back to. So yeah, you're right. Our, our welfare team has done some amazing articles and given some amazing content to really help some people through number one, this COVID time, but number two, just any times in general. I definitely recommend I put the links in the comments of this uh, video when it goes up, Rift. Um, so obviously you said you uh, countrywide, plenty of ambassadors and presenters. If anybody wants to get involved in doing that, how would they go about it? Yeah, so at this point in time, our, our facilitator team and our welfare team, uh, we're not looking for uh, new people at, this, at the moment, um, but definitely keep an eye out on our website and our socials uh, for that coming up. But to really sort of get involved, we are a charity and charities we rely on, on fundraising and funding from people. And that's how I got started in the mental health field. I was running... Uh, mental health uh, awareness nights in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne raising money for Beyond Blue and it just sort of snowballed from there to now working for outside the locker room and um, one of the big ones being a, a sporting background uh, charity one of the big ways to sort of get involved that people have done in the past is, is run a mental health game at their sporting club and we've run mental health games for football, netball, basketball, um, we'll run it for darts and table tennis if you really want to uh, get your sport involved but usually they're the best ways because it really brings two or three communities together uh, and really spreads that message so yeah, very nice i'm going to skip forward on the run sheet that we had actually because you mentioned about getting involved in local sport outside the locker room cup uh i sort of know a little bit about the original concept years and years ago before outside the locker room got involved what is outside the locker room cup and how did you guys come to get involved in it yeah, mate, it's probably my favourite day of the year behind Christmas Day, the Outside the Locker Room Cup. Um, a guy named Jaden Peters and you got Trav Dorset, they're the two that really lead the charge on this day and have, have done an amazing job. We're just sort of uh, come along for the ride, which was great. I got a call from a guy named Ben Black. I grew up with his younger brother and Blackie called me up and said these guys sort of run to run this day or run this game and, and raise some money for a charity. Would you guys be interested in I was like, yeah, mate, can I play? Number one, because I want to play some footy in, in September, October when it's warm. And uh, we jumped on board and it just sort of snowballed from there. It was just sort of they had a vision of what they wanted to do. And we were lucky enough to have some contacts down in the Frankston region that could get the Frankston Dolphins VFL ground on board. Um, but Jaden and Trav are the ones that drive it, mate. I think the first day we had uh, four teams of 22 blokes. So there's 88 people on the ground last year. They had around over 130 people running around through three games. Um, they've been approached to run a girls game as well, which oh, sorry, a women's game, which is going to be fantastic. And I think they could field about five or six men's games at the moment. So just what they've been able to do, number one for their own community down in Frankston, but we, we have people calling up from different states going, what's this outside the locker room cup? How can we do something similar? How did you guys organise it? We go, well, we actually don't do any of the work. It's all Jaden and Trav and everyone involved. And yeah, mate, as I said, it's, it's my favourite day behind Christmas Day. If I don't say Christmas Day, my mum will kill me. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's just awesome to be able to run out there. And the whole concept was blokes that just want to play footy. It didn't matter about your skill as long as you wanted to throw the boots on and, 
and just have a run around and enjoy the day. And what, as I said, what they've created is just awesome. I'll give a uh, massive shout to Jaden Peters. I'm almost 30 in two weeks. I played with him, I think, when I was nine years old. And then obviously when I left my juniors, went separate ways and was happy to cross paths in a couple of years ago in a final. Um, we'll move on to a little bit of mental health stuff now about the stigmas and whatnot. Um, obviously, sporting clubs and footy clubs in particular are massive parts of blokes' lives. Uh, for example, myself, not many people know, in 2018, 18, I went through a fairly big battle with depression and it was the footy club that you know, kept me. I go to the footy club every week and see me mates on Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday got me through. And even last season, I've done my Achilles. I was homebound, as we all are at the moment, for three months. And it wasn't for um, being able to go to the footy club and see me mates and the support they gave me. You know, I'm not too sure exactly how I would have coped with it. But in saying that, why is there such a stigma around the blokes with mental health and that it shouldn't be spoke about? I think the stigma is getting slightly better as we move forward, more forward in, in times and uh, readily available information. But I think the sort of stigma started more from just that whole, you know, be a man, toughen up, um, you can be strong, you know, uh, take a cup of concrete and harden up. Those sort of lines really sort of came out a fair bit. But just sort of through my um, learnings and moving around to different clubs, it seems to be coming a little bit uh, better. Uh, and we seem to be moving in the right direction. Uh, and probably where we're get, still getting stuck is more the environment to have that conversation with a male. Um, and one of the things that got brought up, I was in Cobram, which is on the border of Victoria, New South Wales, and a, a guy brought it up and it was one of the most simple things I've ever heard of. And he said, you know, the transit call is what saved me. So that's blokes on the way home. Uh, from work just calling each other and having a chat and that's usually where those sort of feelings and uh, you know I haven't had a great week really came out um, and you know picking your mate up to take him to footy training and having him in the car and having that conversation there as well really sort of helps to break down that environment of um, talking about your emotions you don't have to look at each other one can look out the window and you can try and break down a little bit of that stigma of mate it's all right you can actually talk to me so I feel like we're moving in the right direction um, the environment you start that conversation is really, really important to break down uh, blokes that want to talk about their feelings and just being mindful of when someone does start to open up, you really want to just listen to them, right? listen to what they're saying. You don't have to fix their problem, um, but you'd sort of listen to hear and not listening to respond, just being there will really help to break down the stigma for that person who's opening up and also for the, the community around that might see you supporting that, that male through that time. Yeah. So I'd, Something that uh, a few of our boys do, you know, after every training, we sort of sit around and, and guys will say, yeah, have a couple of beers after. But it's the chat after training that blokes look forward to more than anything. It's uh, sitting around with your mates, just, uh, you know, when you feel had a crappy day at work or whatever and you just sit around and, you know, talk shit most of the time. But it's... Uh, it, it does make a world of difference when you've got mates like that you can just sort of have open conversations with. Um, but what do you think people can do to try and stop the thinking when it comes to men and, and mental health? Yeah, I think what Ricky did before was probably where you really want to start, which is um, telling them something about you. Um, you might not have been through a mental health challenge or mean been through really dark days, but you go, you know, uh, this was a time where I sort of struggled it might not have been a depressive state or an anxious state, but 
opening up and just telling them about something you've been through just breaks slowly down that barrier and you can openly communicate as you move forward. So that there is always going to be the first step. This is sort of what I've been through. Um, and another one is, is giving it time, time and patience. Uh, someone that's going through a mental health challenge or going through a challenge in general, they may not understand their feelings at that point in time. So giving them the opportunity to go, hey, mate, I'm here to have a chat if you really want to. They might not open up right there and then because they don't know, might not know how to articulate their feelings. So you give them that time and that space and just keep being there. Hey, just remember, I'm, I'm still here for you to have a chat to. And over time, they will slowly but surely be able to understand what they're going through, uh, what their feelings are and, and open that up to you and go, you know what, I do need some help. Yeah, I think that's... A key word you, you use there is articulate. And I think, you know, a lot of guys have a trouble articulating their feelings. And uh, like you said, when you've sort of, if you've grown up with that sort of oh, harden up type, type attitude, it, it does, the older you get, it doesn't get any easier to articulate your feelings until you, you're in a position where you need to. Um, so what's been a standout moment for you working with OTLR and, being involved mate this the standouts for me is the uh just the different communities i get to go into i've been lucky enough um to be able to go around most of australia and and meet different communities and, and go into different sporting clubs and learn about what makes them tick their environments how the location that they're in has created different challenges that i would never have thought of so they're one of the big things being able to just sort of meet lots of different people. But when you walk into a sporting club, you'll have the same goal, which is you're trying to create a great community, you're trying to create a family and a safe environment. So that's one. And oh, mate, I have to go back to the, the outside locker room game and give another shout out to Jaden and Trav because I completely and utterly love that day. It is one of the best days of the calendar. And if you can get down to Frankston and come and have a watch of a few blokes who can't play footy anymore, kick the footy around. It's uh Definitely that, I think. it's You guys should definitely play this year. You should give a shout-out to Jaden and say, oh, we want to play. No, oh, mate, I'm, I'm definitely down for it. I actually play for uh, Frankston Tiger Sharks. I'll shout-out those boys. Um, and we play at the Frankston Dolphins ground. So uh, any time I get to play out on that field, I, I'd love it. It's a, it's a great ground to play on. So. Oh, it's an amazing deck. The, yeah. Yeah, the deck's awesome. Yeah, the best thing is they don't let cricket get played on it, so it doesn't get ruined by <laughs> <laughs> No one, no one should ever play cricket. It's a boring game. Yeah. If it makes you happy, keep doing it. But oh, I'm not going to help you out. I'm sorry. He's speaking your language, Rift. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, has the outside locker room got any major plans, obviously, during COVID-19, but also once the lockdown and restrictions are all over? Yeah, our plans through uh, COVID-19 is to try and give as much welfare support as we possibly could to the communities, number one, that we're partnered with and just every community in general. Um, it's a difficult thing. Like, how, you know, doing this is great and being on Zoom, but how, there's so many people in one footy club. How do you disperse that information to everyone? You might have the wrong email. You might have the wrong number. So there's been some challenges with it, but we're getting to the point now where we're doing really well and, and being able to support a lot of communities. And after COVID-19, we're lucky enough to have some funding in WA, New South Wales and Queensland. So we're able to run our programs in, in new communities around the, in, around the country uh, with the goal of being in, in every state in Australia and, and territory as well. So we're sort of really just taking this time to, to prepare ourselves for 
that big push to be able to support as many communities as we possibly can moving forward. But the Queensland, New South Wales and WA communities should get prepared for us moving forward. We, we're coming and already having a, a started off in Vic in our head office being in Victoria, our Victorian clubs, um, we're really prepared to get back out there and, and see them again. And that's not just Metro, that's from Coleraine, which is over in the West, all the way to, as I said, to uh, Cobram up on the border. So very exciting to get back out there. But for now, just focus on supporting those who need the support. Yeah, so uh, I realised while looking on your uh, your website, you've started a, a online sort of channel with a, a weekly show. Uh, so what are those sort of shows and is there anywhere else where people can go to watch them? Yeah, so we've got Outside the Locker Room Radio, which if you go onto our website or our socials, you'll be able to find the link. And uh, Monday night, our CEO, Jake and, and Sarah, they do the weekend recap. Myself, uh, as you said at the start, I'm not usually on this side of the mic, but on, on Tuesday nights, I just talk to local people about their clubs um, and their journeys through local sporting communities. Wednesday night, we have our expert league. So we have uh, expert clinicians that come in um, and try and help reduce that stigma, as you guys talked about, around mental health and how you seek that support. And Thursday nights, the Outside Locker Room TV on, on Facebook uh, live stream with uh, Dipper. Uh, if you don't know who Dipper is, he's an ex-Hawthorne legend. If you've never seen Dipper in the flesh or heard him talk, uh, watch that on Thursday night. The man has too much energy. Um, so Jake, after a hard day at work, sometimes might seem tired and Dipper will pull him back up again. So Dipper's great. And then Friday night, we have a, a DJ set on our on our radio, but also on our social media. You can go on to our Instagram and type in your question and our welfare team will support you through that. Oh, sorry. That's on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Take that back. We have our Spotify account as well. Sorry, I'm just getting told by the CEO who's just walked into the room that I'm, I'm doing it wrong. Uh, we've got our Spotify account and our podcast will come up towards the end of this week to so be able to go back and listen to past interviews. But uh, Jake also runs one of the, the really good ones on a Sunday at three o'clock. It's called Delisted, where he's interviewing AFL players who played 50 games or less uh, and about their journey in the AFL system. So I, I enjoy that one because I think everyone has a dream of uh, playing AFL and to get to AFL and, and not, you know, play 200 games uh, would seem seem weird. But, you know, they've made it. They've made that high level. And just to hear about them going through the system is quite a good one. So, so Sundays is probably my favourite one from the outside locker room radio. I do enjoy oh. a good podcast. Sorry, Richie, I do enjoy a good podcast. I reckon I might need to have that one lined up tomorrow for work. Yeah, definitely. If you're, if you're not listening to the... The Cobra cast yourself. <laughs> Listen back on your round I just want to say, you mentioned Dipper. Um, we did an interview with uh, Calgary Kangaroos a few days ago. Uh, even he knew who Dipper was. So he'd, he'd seen Dipper in the flesh over in America. So if you don't know who Dipper is in Australia, there's something wrong. I won't, I won't give too much away, but I have uh, met Dipper a couple of times and been on a couple of events with him. And he is just full of life at all times. Um, Mate, he, I don't think he stops. I've been to a, a couple of events with Dipper and he controls the room like no one you've ever met because everyone wants to talk to him and get a photo with him. And then when you actually get anywhere near him, he makes you feel like the most important person in the room. He doesn't know your name, but he'll drag you in for a cuddle. And he's just awesome. He was at a, a something or other that I went to, run down my Achilles, and I think I maybe met him for maybe two minutes once before. 
as I was hopping past him, he pulled me up, asked me what I'd done and how my recovery's going. And yeah, you're right, it does make you feel very important, even if he barely knows you. Um, so what would be your advice for people struggling with mental health, especially during this current lockdown and isolation period? And where can people go to talk to if they need somebody to talk to? Yeah, so the, the first one for where she, you should go, number one should be just turn to the people at your club. So turn to Sandown and, and everyone in that club and know getting us on board to do this it's, uh, this chat is the first step in saying, hey, we're, we're open to have a, a conversation if you are struggling. Especially through COVID at the moment, I think um, it's just such an unprecedented time. There's a lot of people at the moment who might be at home, single, and they're really isolated because they can't go anywhere. And um, Right now, it's just about being there for each other. And I know myself, I'm, I'm single, I'm at home by myself sometimes. And sometimes you're thinking, oh, I'm the only one going through this, but you're actually not. You can reach out to your mates, reach out to your family and, and say, hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm struggling at home. I'm by myself or, you know, I'm with my family, but I need someone else to talk to. And you just start to open up. This is really the easiest way. Outside the locker room, we're there for you as well. So you can go onto our website and our socials and, and reach out for support if you need to. Um, if it's an emergency, triple um, zero is your best call. And, uh, or you've also got Lifeline, which is one three triple one four, and the people at Lifeline doing an amazing job. Um, but really any organisation at the moment, Beyond Blue is, is doing some amazing things, some awesome stuff via telehealth. Um, you can also go to your GP and they'll set you up with a mental health care plan. But first and foremost, reach out to the people around you. You've got family and friends, uh, but you've also got your sporting club and the Sandown Cobras that you can reach out to as well. And the two Rickies, obviously you two are, are caring about mental health. Um, so my first point of call at your club would be you two. Yeah, we have mentioned um, a couple of times on our show that you know, probably every Friday or Saturday night, we organise a Zoom catch-up and I think even Saturday night at like 10 o'clock, Rifty, I decided that it might be time to <laughs> speak to a few boys and just put up the Zoom chat on a couple of our pages that we have. And yeah, we're always doing it. So if any boy you know, feels like they just need to chat or even just to listen to their mates' voices, which I don't know why you'd want to do that with us, but um, you know, just let us know and we're more than happy to have a chat with you. It's a good point. The Zoom chat's probably the best one that um, you said, Ricky, before and uh, after training, just sitting there and having a beer. You might even try and set up your Tuesdays and Thursday nights at 7.30 or have one or two beers via Zoom because it just keeps that routine. Um, you know, if you're inclined, do a gym session at home beforehand and then have your beer at 6.30, but uh, you're not doing the gym session by the way. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, nice. I've been doing my running and rehabbing very highly, so I've been trying to make sure I do that Tuesday, Thursdays and have my beer. That's not a bad idea, Rift. We could schedule it for 7.30 just after the uh, Cobra cast and make sure the boys are watching. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think it gives the boys a chance to actually uh, have their talk instead of uh, just listening to us talk shit all the time. It just keeps routine too. So when you go back to training, you're already in that mode of staying with the club. So by the time you can get back down there and have a run around and kick at the footy and then have that beer afterwards, you, you've already been doing it by watching by watching this and then having that beer on Zoom afterwards. So Yeah. Uh, routine's a, a, another key to um, maintaining good mental health, isn't it? It's, it's, you know, maintaining a good routine and having, you know, good habits of, you know, if it is getting up and working out and things like that. Yeah, you, uh, sorry. You no, know, you, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, mate. You you hear about everyone that um, is keeping positive mental health. They get up at the same time every day, and they sort of try and do the same things 
you know, nine times out of 10 with most of their days. So at this point in time in ISO, routine is huge. So if you can do a workout on a Tuesday and a Thursday night and then do a workout on a Saturday when you usually be playing, um, when you can go back, hopefully in a month or two's time to playing, playing footy, you've already got that routine of Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday still still there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, where could uh, people go to help support OTLR and, and donate if they want to? Yeah, there's a donate now button on our website. So you go to our website and you'll be able to find donate up the top. And um, if you look at our, our social medias, our Instagram and our Facebook, um, you'll see from our fundraising team, they'll pop up some ways to fundraise, some fun ways to do it as well. Uh, we've got our sports supports at the moment, which is still trying to keep the community together, which is doing some fun little games via social media, um, but also having a little bit of fundraising there and a little bit of fun. But um, I think Trav from the OTLR Cup is hoping that that's the only footy match played all year so that he gets more people down. So that'd be one way. But uh, yeah, our website is the easiest way. Just head there and you can donate to outside the locker room. We know we're going to use it, putting it back into the community to try and support sporting clubs and schools and workplaces around Australia. Yeah, no, we'll um, definitely check out the website. If you if you haven't yet, get on there, check it out, donate if you're inclined to do so. Uh, is there anything else you want to add, Ed Dog, before we wrap up? I just want to thank Todd for his time today. It's very muchly appreciated. Um, hopefully a few boys you know, that have been putting off talking to somebody that are going through stuff may now feel the courage to go and talk to anybody they need to. And I think definitely once we do get back up and going at the footy club, we need to get you guys down to run one of your seminars, I guess I'd call it. Yeah, thanks for having me on board, boys. It's, uh, as I said before, you're leading the way in, in getting someone like us to have a chat and you're worrying about the mental health of your community. So it's a big thing. And if anyone's out there wondering, should I speak up or even reach out to my mate and ask them if they're doing okay, or even ask my missus, uh, which is usually that person sitting on the couch while you're watching the footy, you should hopefully know she is by now. Um, now that we're in COVID, there's no sport, but reach out to them and, and just say, Hey, look, how are you doing? Uh, because they might come out with a surprising answer that they're not doing okay. So ask that question. Um, it's never a silly question ever. Uh, and if you're sitting there going, should I speak up? I'm here to tell you, yeah, you should. Yeah, well, uh, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate all the info. And like we said many times, check out their website. There's uh, plenty of great articles to read and, and check out their shows with Dipper and, and all the other podcasts and stuff that they're doing. Um, so, yeah, thanks again. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Mark. Cheers. See you later. See you, Mark. Have a good day. Well, good afternoon. So thanks for joining us for this episode of the Cobra cast with the present VP. Uh, thanks again to Todd Morgan for joining us. Um, like we spoke about in the episode, if you do need somebody to talk to or you need some help, uh, you could go to otlr.org.au or beyondblue.org.au. And where else could they go? Ed, Todd? Well, as Todd said, in an emergency, you can call triple zero. Um, and as we've spoken about, not just in this episode, but previous episodes, myself and the Prez, we're always here to talk to our players, um, whether it's, you know, for myself, a beer over Zoom, or just catching up with you fellas to talk about life and hear our lovely voices. Um, you can also contact Lifeline if you need on 13 11 14. Yes, so unfortunately, the last few uh, episodes, we shared the wrong number. Uh, for Lifeline. So the number is, like you said, 13, 11, 14 for Lifeline. 
Uh, we were giving out the number for RACV previously. Um, but RACV is also there to help if you're in roadside assistance, I guess. Um, and as supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign, uh, we would just like to say that zero is the only acceptable number when it comes to road toll. So do your part to stay safe on the roads. Uh, we are only fairly new at this, so we will get the hang of it and get the right numbers out there for people. Yep. The important is, thing is we're trying. Um, and like Ed Dog said, we are, we are here for anyone that wants to jump on Zoom and have a chat at any time. Um, not just our players, but members, supporters, whatever. We're happy to have a chat. And thanks for joining us again. I hope you enjoyed and see you on the next one.